0: well hello there it's time again for the Florida roundtable I am Melissa Fox and I've got some pretty important stuff to talk about today everything from making your doctor your healthcare partner to national colorectal cancer awareness month you guys got to get those screenings they save lives we're gonna talk about well it's been over a year now the war in Ukraine and the Friends Committee on National Legislation's General Secretary will stop by and give us an update on how we can help. Also, there's a new study out there that says managers are shouldering the burden of mental well being in the workplace. We're going to talk with Lira Health about that. And finally, March 8th is No Smoking Day, National No Smoking Day. It's an opportunity for you to quit smoking. We'll talk about how you can do that and why smoking is so bad for you. All of that is coming up on this week's Florida Roundtable.
1: Attention people with Medicare and anyone turning 65. Are you enrolled in the best Medicare plan available? The average Medicare beneficiary has a choice of 54 Medicare plans, 766 Medicare Part D prescription drug plans, and a record 3,834 Medicare Advantage plans. How do you know you have the right plan? Simple. Call 800-571-7025. That's 800-571-7025. The service is free. You may find a plan with a $0 monthly premium, $0.00 co copays and $0 deductible. Don't gamble. Speak to a licensed agent to find out which plan is right for you. Call 800-571-7025. That's 800-571-7025. 800-571-7025 and let Best Medicare do the work for you.
2: Was your home built before 2002? If so, it might not be up to today's hurricane codes. The My Safe Florida Home Program is providing eligible homeowners with a free home wind mitigation inspection. Professional wind mitigation inspectors will inspect your home and help put together a detailed plan of home strengthening, recommendations to better mitigate against future wind damage. Go to mysafeflhome.com to book your free wind mitigation inspection. Mysafeflhome.com. Stronger homes, safer Florida. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers and you'll find service from experienced professionals real steel find yours at steelusa.com lows and home depot are trademarks of their respective companies
0: yeah it's a florida round table colorectal cancer often develops silently no symptoms and did you know in 2023 alone an estimated 153,020 people in the United States will be diagnosed with colorectal cancer an estimated 52 some thousand will die that makes this disease the second leading cause of cancer deaths with that in mind my guest Cedric McFadden MD he's a doctor Karen Womer, to Cedric Why should people take colorectal cancer screenings and prevention seriously?
3: Well, you just mentioned it. It's the second leading cause of cancer death in the United States, and by 2030, it's projected to be the number one cause of cancer-related deaths for people under the age of 50. Uh, This is a largely preventable disease, and if caught early, survival can be greater than 90%. Uh, unfortunately one out of three people they're not up to date with their screening guidelines or recommendations. Now the Colorectal Cancer Alliance has a website GetScreened.org that helps people navigate through their screening options and ascertain their risk. Again
0: you mentioned GetScreened.org more information about that in a minute. I was under the impression there aren't really any symptoms that would indicate you have colorectal cancer.
3: Well often the small polyps that become larger polyps that become cancer don't produce symptoms. And so we don't necessarily want people to wait for those symptoms because if you have symptoms, it's likely that now cancer has grown larger and is causing more problems. But when there are symptoms, they primarily include bleeding, changes in bowel habits, abdominal discomfort, unexplained weight loss or weakness or fatigue.
0: And with that in mind, let's move to Karen Woomer. You have a story to tell about your colon cancer diagnosis.
4: Yes, I do, Melissa. When I was the recommended age for screening, my primary care physician suggested I get a colonoscopy. I have no family history and I had no symptoms. And so I actually put off my colonoscopy for a year, life just got in the way. And needless to say I was shocked when my colonoscopy found polyps that had cancer in them. So when I first heard that news, I had colon cancer, obviously there was some shock and awe to it, but I quickly decided to be very public about my story to encourage everyone I could within my network, within my community, to get screened. And I also started working with the Colorectal Cancer Alliance to encourage through their platform Patients to get and people to get screened and 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 really supporting their efforts around get screened org a website People can go to to figure out the right screening options for them based on their risk factors
0: All right Karen honest answer. How many people have you got to go and get screened?
4: I made it my mission while I was going through treatment to get as many people screened and I'm proud to say that almost 100 people during those four months of treatment got screened because of my story.
0: Yeah, there you go. Very good. All right. (laughs) I love that. See, a lot of people, when they get diagnosed with something, they just kind of, you know, shell into themselves, whereas you're like, I'm going to be proactive, everybody. Not just the poop in the box, folks. You actually have to get a real screening. I mean, that's an indicator, and that'll help a little. So where are you at now with with everything?
4: I am proud to say I'm cancer free. And because of that, yes, woohoo! <laughs> and really, you've taken the time to get very involved in promoting, screening and working with the Colorectal Cancer Alliance, I encourage people to get screened, but I also work one-on-one with people that have been recently diagnosed with colorectal cancer and just being an advocate for them and help them as they're going through their their journey as well.
0: We're talking with Karen Woomer, a colorectal cancer patient, as you just heard, survivor, and Dr. Cedric McFadden. Now, is there support out there for patients and caregivers, and if so, can you tell us about it?
3: This particular website, BlueHQ.org, has all the information that you need. It's interactive. It's supportive for you and your family as you navigate through this new diagnosis.
0: Okay, so we have two websites for you to check out, listeners. BlueHQ.org. That's a free support service if you've been diagnosed with colorectal cancer for patients as well as caregivers. And, of course, most important, GetScreened.org because that diagnosis is of course it can be devastating so support service and others really enjoy talking to you and get screened go out there and get your cancer screenings colon cancer all those ones you got to do it thank you so much for being on the show today. <laughs> Dr. Cedric McFadden and Karen Woomer. Thank
3: you.
2: David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I didn't owe that much,
5: but after this year, it was out of control.
2: Then David called, get a tax lawyer.
5: Right away, they were like, oh yeah, looks like you're qualified to save
2: Get a Tax Lawyer
5: went to work. (laughs) Should have called way sooner. Get a Tax Lawyer has helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-786-9014. That's 800-786-9014. Looking to make your garden fresh and new this spring? Quality Green Specialists in DeLand has
2: what you're looking for. Fancy shrubs, large trees like magnolias and hollies, beautiful flowers like supertunias and azaleas, olives, citrus, peaches, blueberries, vegetables and herbs too. Enjoy gardening at its best. Select from our quality fertilizers and organics like azomite, great plants, sustainable products, friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, DeLand and online at Quality Green Specialists. how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov.
0: March 8th, wow, March 8th is coming very quickly. Matter of fact, non-smoking day, that's March 8th, National Non-Smoking Day. We've got an opportunity here to talk about the consequences of smoking and vaping and also methods to quit. With me today, Dr. Manuel Jane. How are you, sir? Welcome to Florida Roundtable.
6: Uh, Fine. Thank you to be given this opportunity to share my knowledge on how to help people who are addicted to nicotine.
0: Now, this is probably a dumb question, but I'd like to ask it. What are the health benefits of quitting smoking or vaping?
6: Well, there's a lot. In fact, as soon as they stop smoking, they have prolonged their life already and minimize the risk of some other complications related to uh, nicotine dependency. Sometimes I like to use the word addiction, but that seems to have a negative connotation, and the patients sometimes don't like to be addressed as addicted to nicotine, so I just call it dependence Ah. to nicotine.
0: Mm -hmm. now I actually quit smoking myself after 20 years folks that I know have tried quitting and then they pick it back up again and it just doesn't work for them is there something they can do differently
6: oh yes definitely especially if they have not been successful it's time to do some other ways but first it starts with the patient It starts with the person first they have to know why they have to quit second is that they have to understand uh, why is it bad third is they have to be convinced that it is bad, that they have to do something about it, and that is when they have to go into action. So it's not a matter of wanting. It's not a matter of I want to or I will try to. No, it's a matter of using their willpower and say I will because because of these reasons. And they have to be convinced that. If you just tell them to quit smoking, they, they will not. Because how will they quit? And how can they quit? And when they failed, what is the next thing to do? Mm. And there are so many things that we can do. But first, they have to know why. What, what is nicotine? And then they can make a choice because if they don't know, how can they make a choice?
0: You want to tell us what? what the cigarette or tobacco products are
6: full of? There are different kinds. One is We call it the combustible nicotine when you light it up and it burns. As vaping is when you use it without burning. And then they have the pad, they have the gum, they have the lozenges. But first, you have to know what it does. be able to decide or make a choice when you smoke 10 seconds from the time you inhale all the blood vessels in your body goes into spasm so you have less blood supply to the brain to the heart to the lungs to the intestines to the skin everywhere when a person drinks a lot of coffee to be excited they get shaky when they want to relax and drink alcohol they get drunk but nicotine wow smoking it relaxes you it arouses you at the same time and not only that it stimulates the pleasure center of the brain called nucleus accubens and you feel good and not only that it's legal so how can you tell somebody to stop smoking when it is legal but you have to let them know that this is what it does and smoking the smoke itself contains 120 substances and 80 of them produces cancer not only of the lungs But cancer everywhere else, the pancreas, the ovaries, the the bones, the skin, everywhere. So you have all those cancers that will happen. And have you noticed when you breathe, you don't empty your lungs? You only inhale and exhale a certain point, and your lung is still not emptying. You're only exchanging a few amount of air, and the air that you breathe is only 21% oxygen. And your brain lives on oxygen. And when you smoke and combine that air that you breathe with smoke, it reduces to 19% or 18%. Yes. And when when the oxygen is low, the blood will thicken to get all that oxygen. And guess what? That they form into clots. And that's why our athletes, you know, they practice in uh, Colorado where it's 8,000 feet above sea level and the oxygen is low and their blood thickens and they come down and they have more oxygen in their blood. When you smoke, you reduce that to 18 or 19 percent. So blood uh, clot uh, happens when there is less oxygen and the nicotine itself can do that.
0: Are there medications that can help my friends quit?
6: Oh yes, definitely. But first, they have to decide. Right, right. First, they have to know, and they are convinced. And now they said, "Doc, I want to quit." And when they say, "I want to quit," well, quit like uh, cold turkey. But some of them cannot handle that. Mm. There are withdrawals. So we have replacement therapies. We call it nicotine replacement therapies, and we can use uh, uh, the uh, the patch, the lozenges, the gums. That, that can be used. And if that is not uh, enough to control the withdrawal from the nicotine, then we can use medications, mainly the Chantec. That's the trade name, although the scientific name is the uh, Varenicline, But it's a uh, Chantex. And what that does is it blocks the, uh, uh, the pleasure center in the brain. It occupies where nicotine uh, occupies. And, and that satisfies them. And without craving for the nicotine, and then you have the br- propion that also helps with depression, and also help block the effect of nicotine, makes them feel better. I love it because what because what you what you get from the nicotine is pleasure,
3: right? right.
0: Because
6: it stimulates the pleasure center of the brain. Imagine that. <laughs> and then if you block that, they said, well, what else can I do, doc? I feel good. What else that uh, will make me feel good aside from oxygen? Well, not alcohol, of course. Right. But uh, you can always find something good. There's a lot of good things around you, you know. Mm-hmm. And your yeah, your friends, movies, theaters, books. Uh,
0: yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, Dr. Manuel <laughs> Jane, he's with us right now. We gotta let him go, though. So, where can we get more information about quitting smoking for National Smoking? Day, which uh, no smoking day that is March 8th. Hmm? Where can we get more information, Doctor?
6: Oh, you can uh, go into the internet. Just put down "quit" and you will you'll be led to those areas.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for helping us quit smoking and vaping, Doctor Manuel Jane. Thank you. It's the Florida round table. And you know, you and your doctors don't have to be best friends, but they should be healthcare partners, you and your doctor. That's pretty simple, doesn't that sound right? But lately, at least during the pandemic, we've gone to telehealth. Now it's pros, there's cons, but there's Dr. Martha Ford, and she's gonna explain all that's good about, you know, making your doctor your healthcare partner. Dr. Martha Ford, how are you today?
7: I'm very good. Thank you for inviting me today.
0: Oh, I'm glad to have you. You're a family medicine specialist at WellMed. So tell us a little bit about what's going on with regard to Medicare, Medicaid services. There's a survey out there about our health care providers. So how can we improve service?
7: Well, it, it's the, the survey is an important part of the patient provider experience because it's asking the patient what they expect and are they getting what what. What they deserve in a healthcare provider. Um, some of the questions are whether or not you're seeing your provider in a timely manner, if you're able to get an appointment when you need to, and is the quality what you expect it to be?
0: Ah, so what did you find out with the survey? They they figured out that there's all this lacking, or is there good stuff going on? Oh, well, sometimes it, it it the the problem is that sometimes when when a person has
7: a need to see a doctor and they call to make an appointment and it's three weeks out, the problem may go away or they may end up in an emergency room or an urgent care somewhere um, with with progression that, that wasn't necessary.
0: Now, I've seen that telehealth, as I said in my opening, telehealth, televisits um, are – increasing they were you know almost non-existent before the pandemic so is that the best way to get quick care and is it effective
7: it, it is it is effective and it is something that we offer here uh we also are available 24 7 by telephone if a person were to call the office they would be connected with the provider and um it would yes the telehealth is an option as well as getting the patient in the same day big call Wow. We have appointments available. That, yeah.
0: That is pretty cool. Telemedicine is definitely coming up and coming. Um, I've wondered about it with regards to mental health and as well as physical health, but it seems like it's working. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, WellMed's telemedicine program?
7: Uh, Well, we have providers across the whole enterprise. Each office does have providers that specialize in telemedicine. um, I think that the the quantity of appointments probably have decreased since the COVID um, pandemic has kind of calmed down. But we found that it is a very patient-friendly opportunity to 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 connect with the provider and sometimes it's when a patient isn't able to leave their house for for one reason or another the telehealth is very effective
0: ah, perfect we're talking with Dr. Martha Ford uh, she is provided to us through WellMed Healthcare now navigating healthcare it's kind of overwhelming for most of us how do people get the best care received how do they coordinate that so that they get what they need
7: Coordination of care, in my opinion, is, is a communication between the provider and the patient. I recommend that patients come to a visit with a, a list of questions that they've thought out in advance so that they make sure that they ask the questions that are important to them that sometimes can become overwhelming when you're in the visit.
0: Right. That's so many times we get to the doctor's office and either we feel better while we're in the waiting room, which is, I think, I think that's <laughs> psychosomatic, to be honest. But uh, we get in the into the actual room and we forget every question that we wanted to ask. So you're right. Write them down. Put them in your phone. Do something <laughs> so you can be proactive about your health as well. Um no
7: do- absolutely. When I go to the doctor, I bring a list as well.
0: Yeah, I, I mean that's what their job is. I, I say this so many often depending on my interviews, but let the people that do their job do their job. but go to them for the information. Don't go to Google or you know WebMD go for more information. actually, I don't know where to go for more information. Could you tell me? Yes, it's wellmedhealthcare.com/ bettercare. Ah, slash better care, perfect. And and with regards to that, should we uh, be intimidated by telehealth? What about my elderly uh, listeners who may not be tech savvy? How does that? uh, How do we deal with that challenge?
7: Well, we have a very interesting program called a GrandPad that a, a, that a courier will deliver kind of like a large tablet to the patient. And it's it's very simple. It connects visually with a provider in their office, and it's very easy to use. It's delivered with a scale, a blood pressure cuff, and um, and it's been very successful from our experience.
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay, Um Let's get, let the listeners get their pen and paper out because they're going to want to know about that. And where would they be able to get the uh, the pad that you're talking about?
7: It's through the office. It's called a grant pad, but it is done through a WellMed office.
0: Ah, okay. All right. And again, she just told us, wellmedhealthcare.com forward slash better care. That's how we get a hold of that. You know, Dr. Ford, I, I just don't want to let you go, but I kind of have to, unfortunately. I feel like we're not done talking, but as it goes, this is about it. More information, wellmed, healthcare.com slash better care. And Dr. Ford, thank you so much for sharing all this great information with us
2: when it comes to taking care of your acreage don't mess around toro zero turn mowers cut big yards down to size in less time so you can spend more time hunting fishing or just enjoying the day built with comfort enhancing productivity boosting features like my ride suspension that takes the ache out of acreage massive rear drive tires for ultimate traction and ultra durable iron forge cutting decks you can rely on for years to come Bowl through anything that dares get in your way toro count on it. Visit toro.com slash zero turn to
5: find yours. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652.
8: Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Crump witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach, with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result, more confidence, higher grades and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You wanna learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as the Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late, we stay informed. We invest in the latest technology
10: to learn more visit hud.gov/fairhousing that's hud.gov/fairhousing or call 1-800-669-9777 1-800-669-9777 a public service message from hud in partnership with the national fair housing alliance
0: it's march yep and last month marked one year of the war in Ukraine. There's no resolution in sight, at least not that I can see. Both sides firmly entrenched, resulting in millions of civilians paying the toll. Could be a protracted conflict. With that in mind, we've got Bridget Moitz, the Friends Committee on National Legislation's General Secretary. Welcome to the Florida Roundtable, Bridget. How are you?
11: doing well melissa thanks so much for having me
0: well i would i'm glad to have you i want to talk about what's going on with the war in ukraine i mean it's been a year seriously how is it affecting the rest of the world
11: yes well we have a year of quite a humanitarian disaster certainly for the people of ukraine but also for europe and uh, and the rest of the world as Folks know there have been thousands of civilians killed. The current estimates around 19,000 civilian casualties, and that's on top of 280,000 estimated combat casualties. So that's just uh, direct casualties, but there are 8 million Ukrainians that have been forced to flee their home and are now scattered across Europe. Of course, then those communities in Europe um, working to host and support those refugees. And we've seen growing food insecurity globally, as well as escalating tensions between the U.S. and Russia. So really difficult situation a year into a full scale invasion. And of course, the eastern part of the country and Crimea have been dealing with war for almost a decade now.
4: So Mm.
11: um, it's a real concerning situation. And the biggest question we're asking is when and how will this Uh, tragedy
0: end. how are you urging lawmakers with regards to support and the Ukraine
11: we do focus on advocacy with Congress and Congress of course has been responsible for approving a lot of the aid going to Ukraine, that's over $113 billion this past year in aid, humanitarian, economic, and the largest portion, uh, about $67 billion in military aid. So it's really important that Congress um, monitor that military aid and know where it goes. That's one of the issues. But even more important right now is that we don't just focus on a military strategy, but really get focused on a negotiation and a political settlement to this crisis. We're hearing both um, civilian officials as well as military leaders say that this war is not going to be won easily or quickly on the battlefield, and so really getting the parties to a negotiating table to find an end and an off-ramp for this crisis is important. So we're urging Congress to uh, support all diplomatic efforts to help end this war through negotiations
0: how can we as citizens of the united states support the people of ukraine and i'm not talking weapons sales
11: first of all i just want to say how important the continued solidarity for ukrainians is we've seen so many efforts around the world, you know, so many things are painted blue and yellow for the Ukrainian oh, yeah. flag. So many people concerned about the humanitarian effects and contributing to humanitarian response. So that all is very important, and it will continue to be very important to support civilian aid um, for Ukraine long after the war for rebuilding as well. Right. But right now, the most important thing we really want people um, to do is to urge their members of Congress to help end this war through diplomacy. And we have a way you can do that right on our website. You can go to our website and write a letter directly to your member of Congress. Um, share your concerns that this war needs to end, not escalate further, and um, and help co- lawmakers really focus on a political settlement.
0: And that website is?
11: FCNL.org Ukraine for all the information on Ukraine.
0: Is there really a diplomatic way that the U.S. can help bring an end to this conflict?
11: Of course, people are skeptical about negotiating with uh, Mm -hmm. Putin and Russia, and I understand that. But we have seen diplomacy work over the past year. People may remember there was a lot of talk about the blocking of um, shipments of agricultural products out of Ukraine during the war. And with the hosting of Turkey and the United Nations and a negotiation process with Russia, There has been the release of tons of shipments of agricultural products and and food out of Ukraine over this past year, and that's through an agreement called the Blacks a uh, Black Sea grain initiative oh. that initiative is up for renewal in March and so we have an immediate um, both need and opportunity for some diplomacy on that deal but it can be built upon for further deals to help end the war and we can really um, you know the. US cannot do this alone it's going to have to be in collaboration. And Ukraine of course has to be um, helping lead the way for what they want for their country but diplomacy can work and it's going to have to work it's ha- it's the only way out of this war
0: love it Hey, anything else going on or is this the focus right now of your group
11: this is a big focus for us obviously but there's a new Congress in town here in Washington and so there are a lot of new issues Um, coming back onto the table. And the biggest one is going to be the budget. March 9th, the president will release his budget and there'll be a a rebuttal, I'm sure. And so we'll be tracking how Congress is um, appropriating our tax dollars to the things that people need.
0: Perfect. Well, I invite Friends Committee on National Legislation and you to come back and talk about that another time. Great. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you, Bridget. Appreciate you. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable. Did you know there are nearly 53 million people living with some form of mental illness? Yeah, it's true. Your host right here is a matter of fact. Oh, we'll talk about that. But uh, more important is now a simple cheek swab can personalize mental health care. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it also is challenging the trial and error approach. Now, with that in mind, welcome, Dr. Rachel Earls. Hi, Dr. Earls. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm excited. I really am excited about this. Um, you know, is it true that like only one in three people who are treated for depression will be symptom-free after taking an antidepressant? Is that real? doesn't That's help. real.
9: And subsequently, the more medications that you try, there was a large study that showed with each medication you trial, the likelihood of you um, having improvement in those symptoms actually goes down. But the rates of your side effects go up. So it's a little bit counterintuitive that you would think, you know, if I'm going to keep trying these medications, my chances of getting those symptoms better would improve. But data actually shows it's quite contrary to that.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I remember the trial and error approach as well as the trial, error, and forget it. Just forget it. When you are being treated for depression, often you will get symptoms because of the medication. Is that correct?
9: Yeah, those are what are known as side effects. So a lot of the psychotropic medications used to treat depression, anxiety, ADHD, which you mentioned, are all very comorbid, um, tend to have some pretty serious side effects that can make people tend to feel worse. Um, If they don't make them feel better, they tend to have these side effects that can actually exacerbate some symptoms as well.
0: Right. And we're talking about side effects, not just like I mentioned, you know, that make you feel worse, but headaches, weight gain, which is a big one, insomnia, sexual dysfunction, which happens from a lot of these uh, antidepressant type of medicines. So a simple cheek swab is changing the whole narrative. Can you explain that? Absolutely. So... The gene site test is what's
9: called a pharmacogenomic test. So all that means is that it looks at how patient's genes may affect their response to medications. So in order to get the patient DNA, we do what's called a buccal or a buccal swab, depends who you ask on the pronunciation there, <laughs> and that's a cheek swab. So you take, um, everyone kind of knows that the COVID uh, nasal swabs It's a very similar situation, but you just rub the inside of your cheek. Um, you send that information off to our lab, and we look at clinically relevant genes that have been shown to have an effect on patient's medication response. So what that does is it acts as a tool for clinicians to help them personalize medication for the patient um, when they are selecting those medications to treat mental illness.
0: Ah, okay. So this thing is a. An awesome, awesome uh, advancement, really. If you can just swab the cheek and find everything out, that sure kills that approach of trial and error, which, like I said, at a certain point, I gave up. I mean, I was having night sweats and, and, and crazy night terrors from some of the medication. So if we can test the reactions of these gene sets and all of the different medications without messing with a person in the physical sense, that that's incredible, and that's a great advancement, Dr. Earls.
9: Yes, yes, we're very excited about it. The the notion of personalized medicine is, is spreading like wildfire. Um, if we can use a person's specific genetics to try to tailor medications to their needs, it will help with the fear that many patients experience about trying these new medications. Because as you mentioned, you are not alone in those side effects. And when you have them, it makes people much less likely to adhere to their medication regimen. So um, we're excited. It's a great tool, and I'm, I'm glad to have the opportunity to talk with you about it.
0: So GeneSite DNA Test, is there a website that some of our listeners can go to and get more information about this swab? Absolutely. There's a website,
9: Um, There's areas to look at for clinicians. There's areas for patients. Um, all of our studies generally Um, frequently asked questions, testimonials, you name it, it is on there. And there are many points of contact
0: if people have questions on how to access it or any more information they're looking for. Wow, this is such a great advancement. Again, folks, a simple cheek swab could change everything for you, especially if you're suffering from some form of mental illness or not for that matter. You know, they can figure it out now by a swab in your cheek as opposed to going through all the trial and error of different medications. It's awesome. Thank you, Dr. Rachel Earls is with us today. Thank you so much for sharing gene site DNA testing
5: with us. That's 800-398-0651.
2: Was your home built before 2002? If so, it might not be up to today's hurricane codes. The My Safe Florida Home Program is providing eligible homeowners with a free home wind mitigation inspection. Professional wind mitigation inspectors will inspect your home and help put together a detailed plan of home strengthening, recommendations to better mitigate against future wind damage. Go to MySafeFLHome.com to book your free wind mitigation inspection. MySafeFLHome.com. Stronger homes, safer Florida of the thousands of apps out there one of the most interesting must be the we croak app. the app seeks to
12: help us find happiness by contemplating our own mortality because eventually we will all die I'm not trying to be morbid but do you ever think about your death when you die will you just blend in with the dirt be reincarnated will you be in heaven or hell the Bible teaches that eternity is real and when we die we will spend eternity with God or apart from Him. You may not believe what the Bible says, but I believe it. And I can't imagine the thought of dying without being sure of my eternal destination. Can you? The key to facing death with hope is knowing the person of Jesus and trusting that you can have eternal life with Him. Do you? Will you? This is Brian Wright,
2: speaking right from my heart.
1: For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. Mental health. It's a top workforce concern
0: today. And finally, in my book, let me tell you, according to the World Health Organization, approximately 12 billion workdays are lost every year to things like depression and anxiety. Mental health conditions directly affect a person's quality of life. Trust me, I actually know about this. It hurts your productivity at work. And according to Libra Health, A lot of people don't even report their struggles or they're not getting any help. So, with that in mind, I've got Dr. Joe Grasso. How are you, sir? Doc? I'm doing well, Melissa. How are you doing this morning? You know, I'm actually doing better because I was able to get my company, iHeart, to consider that we really needed a mental health program at work. So, yeah. And they hooked up, believe it or not, I just told you this with Lyra.
12: Yes, yes, I'd I'd love that uh, wonderful coincidence.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a it's a happy a happy accident, I think. Um, yeah. And there was a survey that came out, uh, Dr. Grasso. Could you tell us a little bit about what they found uh, with regards to workforce mental health?
12: Absolutely, I'm, and I'm guessing this won't come as a surprise to a lot of viewers or listeners. But 86. percent. Of workers that we surveyed reported that they had struggled with at least one mental health issue over the past year but only 33 percent had actually gotten any kind of professional help for it and it's because of just what you mentioned there's often a lack of uh, resources a lack of easy access to care for folks who really need it and this is something for employers to pay attention to because 60 percent of the workers we surveyed Said that their mental health affected their ability to work and so not only does this take a toll on quality of life it takes a toll on the business too
0: oh yeah most definitely I mean productivity harder to get out of bed, go to work in the first place. It's kind of crazy, not to use that word improperly. I'm sorry. Uh, But when your managers are bearing the brunt of it, though, I'm in management, and I do. I see the issues, especially in radio. Believe it, creative people, they actually do suffer from, uh, you know, they put it all out there, but in the quiet and that, uh, you know, that dark of night, things go crazy. So, Dr. Grasso um can you share some strategies on how management like me can help protect their own mental health as well as the mental health of their teams
12: yeah it's a great question and managers really are feeling that squeeze being caught between employees who really need the support of a manager to protect their mental well-being especially curbing risk of burnout but then also you know dealing with leadership and uh, executives that have certain expectations for productivity So for managers, really them modeling what it looks like to take care of themselves can go a long way towards not only helping them, but also helping the team. So this means things like taking vacation, and when you take vacation, being fully disconnected and offline, showing what it looks like to protect your work-life boundaries so that you're not sending emails at 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night, and also showing what it looks like to ask for help when you're dealing with a challenging problem at work or a complex issue, making it clear that on this team we don't have to go it alone when it comes to solving tough things. All of these kinds of behaviors are great for a manager's mental health but also great at shaping a culture where we make it clear that the norm on the team is to take care of yourself in order to be your best at work too.
0: I love it. (laughs) We're talking about Lyra Health. Um, Joe Grosso is uh, not only the doctor PhD, but you're the Senior Director of Workforce Transformation, also a clinical psychologist. Um, So what do you do at Lyra?
12: Yeah, actually, this topic is near and dear to my heart, because a lot of what I do is consult with employers on these very issues. How do we not just provide access to care, so that when Employees are in distress, they know where to go. But how do we address mental health from within the company? Thinking about things like mental health training for managers or mental health awareness training for employees so that they can better recognize when they're in a state of distress, recognize it early, and reach out for the support that they need. And then lastly, we consult on some of these management pieces we've been talking about. How do you lead teams in ways that hopefully prevent the need for mental health support, because people are working in an environment that's healthy, that prioritizes their professional development and keeps them engaged at work. Those are all things that help protect our mental health.
0: Well, Dr. Grasso, um, now I, I see this, this, this deal here, at, like I mentioned, iHeartRadio. A lot mm-hmm. of our folks are older here, of an older generation, that generation that was, you know, told, Ah, you're just lazy don't talk about your mental health issues, there's not, get over it, smile, that'll make everything better. How do we approach those people who may in their own right have mental health problems?
12: That is a very fair question and also a good reminder of why mental health training in the workplace is so important. When employers can host a training that makes it clear mental health is a universal issue, it affects everybody. And managers follow that up with messaging for the team that makes it clear I need you in good uh, in a good state of well-being and if that means you need to uh, take time to go to an appointment um, maybe take a mental health day or talk about ways in which your work can be adjusted to be more sustainable and make you also more effective those are conversations we should be having so I think a lot of this comes down to training and then also what we talked about earlier. When managers model what it looks like to prioritize their mental health, people who may even have stigma about mental health will see that and respond to the influence of someone they respect showing what it looks like to take care of uh, mental well-being.
0: There it is. We're talking with Dr. Joe Grasso from Lyra Health and about a new study finding that managers are shouldering the burden of mental well-being in the workplace and that's kind of where we're at here i know that uh, the managers do need to protect their own mental health but you know the, the the staff everybody we've all got to get on board now can can you this is like a little bit from left field here but have you noticed that we have either we're reporting more mental health situations, or perhaps there are just more people who are afflicted. Can you explain that a little for me?
12: Yeah, it, it, the CDC, the World Health Organization, so in the US and globally, all reporting data that are showing mental health conditions are becoming more prevalent and also more severe. Mm-hmm. And there's a few different things at play. You know, obviously, there's unprecedented stress these days from. You know, everything from the pandemic to other current events, turbulence in the economy. But also, this is the kind of good side of things, there's never been less stigma about mental health. We are finally shining this overdue spotlight on mental health as an issue. So you also have people being willing to talk about mental health or reach out for help for the very first time. And that's a good thing, but it also means It's really important for employers to make sure that there are benefits in place so that when people do reach out for the care that they need, they can be confident that people are going to get connected to care that's easy to access and
0: effective. At this point, I'm pretty certain a lot of my listeners have pen and paper out. Where can they go for more information?
12: (laughs) Yes, uh, if you want to learn more about this topic, read our report, or just learn more about uh, how to take care of your own mental health. Uh, you can visit our site at lyra, L-Y-R-A, health.com.
0: Oh, that's perfect. We've been talking with Dr. Joe Grosso about mental health in the workplace, especially managers and then, of course, their teams. It's it's all hand-in-hand, hand, folks. Thank you so much for helping us bring attention to the workplace and uh, and, and all that is doing and all you're doing, Doctor.
12: Thank
0: you, Melissa, for spotlighting this issue. You got it. And I, it's one near and dear to my heart, is, as you now know. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network.
7: I grew up in a normal home in a normal town. All of a sudden, everything got crazy. I didn't talk to anybody about the way I was feeling. I was scared and I was alone. I started drinking. I just didn't want to deal with what was happening in my life. I knew about AA, but thought I was too young. I found out I was wrong. If you have a problem with your drinking, why don't you give AA a call?
1: Visit AA.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you. When it comes
12: to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear, vaping is not safe for youth.
1: Because
9: vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs and dangerous things like metals into your body.
12: And nicotine, which can harm a person's brain development through their mid-twenties.
9: With appealing
11: flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media.
5: Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not.
11: So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping.
2: Because when you talk, they hear you.
5: Learn more at underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
2: If your king or queen sago palms have been invaded by Asian Cycad Scale, it's time to fight back with organic Summit Year-Round Spray Oil. It kills Asian Cycad Scale and other insect pests, but Summit Year-Round Spray Oil contains no chemical toxins. Insects don't build up a resistance to this horticultural oil, so it keeps working every time you spray. Summit Year-Round Spray Oil is available at fine garden centers
12: and at summitresponsiblesolutions.com. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is
5: no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and
0: Entertainment Network.
2: A public service message from the National Pest Management Association.
0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Love you. Mean it.
2: You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station's management, ownership, or sponsors. For questions or comments, write to floridaroundtable at fnnonline.net.